Welcome to One Girl, One Mike podcast. This is your lovely host, Vivi Nicole. And this is episode number 31. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite. JG, let the guns go off. Okay, so yeah, we got sound, sound effects and everything, right? So this is episode number 31. Um, I don't know. I hope everyone listened to the last episode which was episode number 29, really, because I'm actually kind of recording out of order. So, however, whatever. <laughs> so, I hope everyone listened to it. Um, normally, I get, like, a bunch of feedback when I put an episode out. Um, the, so, the last episode was actually about women being held accountable for our toxic and emotional behavior. So, typically, like, a few of my homegirls, they always call me after they listen. Like, they didn't call me that time. So... <laughs> So then, I don't know, then I got a few calls. Well, I got one call from um, my sister's girlfriend. She actually called me. She was um, a little emotional because the podcast really kind of made her see some things in herself. So y'all keep listening to that episode. Like, it was like my solo episode I did by myself. Y'all know I don't really do a lot of those. And I want to do more of those. So it was good. I wasn't even going to put it out. But but I'm happy I did put it out because it seemed like it really reached and touched um, who it was supposed to touch. So I'm just going to assume that if you haven't reached out to me, you probably pissed off at me. But that's okay because we was like two homegirls kicking it. So listen again. And because I'm actually going to be doing a part two and a part three on an episode. That's why I need everyone to really listen to it. Even if you mad, whatever, listen to it again, write some notes, tell me, write it down. Tell me why you mad because I want to do a part two where I'll bring on um, different women and we'll all discuss our shit and taking um, and being accountable for our behaviors. And then part three, I want to bring in guys and women so we can kind of hear a male's perspective along with us and we can kind of work it out. Right. So. Yes, but today, episode number 31, oh, you want to drop, what you got for me? Clap for me. <laughs> today, I am here with the lovely Dr. V. Hey. Dr. V, so Dr. V is a whole sex doctor. Am I saying it right? Well, I say sexologist. Sexologist. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dr. V, like, so you have, like, a Ph.D. in, like, sex. In human sexuality, yep. In human sexuality. So, I wish, I'm, YouTube is coming really soon because, like, this is the episode. I really wish y'all could see how cute she is. <laughs> the men need to see how fine she is. The girls hey. need to see how dope she is. Like, she is just, like, everything. Thank you, This Miami. is actually, um, LB. Y'all know LB who was always here. She was supposed to be here today. But Fran has to get her beauty rest because y'all know she's super fine. And that, I think that's how she stayed fine from sleeping all the time. So, she was asleep. So, she didn't wasn't able to make it. But this is actually her cousin. Yes. So I first met her. She came to Alicia's birthday party, which was the bomb that I was bartending. What? It was so much fun. Then you had another, you had a birthday right after hers because both right. of y'all are Leos, right? We're a week apart. Yes. So she's a Leo. So her energy is like really, really good. Maybe that's why I love her. So then she invited, well, Alicia invited me to your birthday, mm -hmm. which she had yoga in yep. the park and it was 420 friendly and we did sex questions. 
we did yoga, we had brunch, yep. we did questions. It was like such a great vibe. I did not want to leave. We were there all day, really, yes. when you really think about it. Yes. But you had like a whole weekend, right? I did. It was the whole weekend. So that was day one, which, which was the brunch. I mean, the yoga. Right. We got our zen on. We ate. We kicked it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Okay, so then day two, what did you do? Day two was my cards in the yard. Okay, because I was supposed to come to that, uh-huh. but I ended up being busy yep. with a boy. Whatever. <laughs> hey, that's sometimes fun, too, now. <laughs> But um, and then day three, because I'm about that bike life since I've been back in Detroit, I um had my friends meet me on a bike ride. So we went on a bike ride Monday night. I cool. love riding bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, did I tell you that when I when we were um no, or else I would have invited you and told you to come. So first of all, I got a trek. Okay? okay, let me ring this bell for my trek because uh-huh. I saved up all my coins and had that mug like saving up for a long time to get my um trek. But I um I spend a lot. In mm-hmm. the gym, I do spin class a lot before the gyms were closed down, right, um, before COVID, B.C. But um, just when I was in Atlanta a few, um, maybe like a month ago, I went on like a 20-mile bike ride because I love to ride my bike. Like, yeah. I ride bikes all the time. Oh, well, they, Where did y'all ride for your in. birthday? So, oh, gosh. Now, see, I was hoping my birthday ride, for the sake of some of my friends that don't ride like me, mm-hmm. I was hoping it was like a 15-mile ride, mm-hmm. but we rode like, all on the east side, probably close to Gross Point. Like, we were riding, like, up the river walk. Like, we rode all over. My friends was like, oh, my God, I can't take it. Because we did over 20 miles that day. Oh, wow. How many um people was it? Um, So, you know, you got different bike group groups and crews in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, um, shout out to D-Town Riders because... Those are my people, but that's who led the ride the night for my birthday. I think um, D-Town Riders, I think I may follow them on um, Facebook. Or I may yeah, know they a few a, girls. Yeah, they have a Facebook page. Or is it D-Town? Did they put out a music video? You know what? I don't know, but there is some kind of bike life song that probably bike has life. a, okay, a, a video to it. Crazy, <laughs> crazy story. The girls, the two girls that's rapping in the bike life video, I went to high school with them. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> yes. crazy. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. So, like, I don't know them as adults, but right. I definitely know them from high school. Yep. It, it, that's the song I'm talking about. The girls are rapping. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. That is crazy. <laughs> so, no, I've never been on a slow roll before because that's, I guess, slow roll. No, was, it's not slow roll. I know. Slow roll is earlier. This right. is soul roll. Soul roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been on any of those. Like I haven't. And oh, I love fun. to ride bikes. You would love it. You you would definitely love it. Mm, okay. So let's get into this. Okay. So Dr. V, so you what school did you graduate from? So I'm an HBCU kid. Hey. I went to Hey, I went to T T T S S S U. That's why I got my bachelor's. <laughs> and then I got my master's from Clark. And then I became a sex doctor through Widener University. Wow. That's oh. right outside. It's it's in the metro Philly area, so mm-hmm. it's like right outside Philly in Chester, Pennsylvania. Okay. What made you want to go to school for sex, to be a sexologist? You know, wow, that's, it, I can't even pinpoint at what point I wanted to do it, but it's so funny. I was just telling some of my colleagues yesterday that I remember doing this assignment when I was in grad school at Clark, and um, I was in school for school counseling at that point. Mm-hmm. And I had the idea that I wanted to help like pregnant teens, teen parents, mm-hmm. you know? And so in that little assignment, we had to go through like whatever we wanted to be as early as we could remember. And I remember leaving that last paragraph saying, I don't know where I want to go from here. I'm thinking about getting a PhD, maybe in sex, but I don't know where God will lead me. Well, 
if you put it out there, God will lead you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I didn't know it was even a sexology program at the time, you know, and, wow. it, and it really it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. But um, you didn't have a lot of programs, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so ironically, I moved to Philly after I graduated from Clark. And I lived in Philly for two years, had no idea the program existed. Wow. But then when I moved to Brooklyn, two years later, I found out the program was in Philly. So I was going back and forth between Brooklyn and Philly graduate school for like and you were there for two years, years and did, you could have did it then I had no but it idea. wasn't meant for you to do it then I, I it loved, wasn't it was meant for me to go to new york that was it always was. a goal yes it was <laughs> yes so yeah it was, really was a pit stop that was that is crazy <laughs> yeah. so okay what exactly do you do now like for work okay so a sexologist really i usually tell people i'm a researcher and sex educator mm-hmm. so i'm a sex nerd you know mm-hmm. i basically i'm a professor that's my right. real life job. Yes. You know what I mean? So, so you, I do then teach you, right, you sexuality. teach the sexuality mm-hmm. classes now. Exactly. But I do have my own research agenda. That's what I had to do to get out of school. Yes. So um, my research is based on the sex industry, you know. Okay. And so this is um, I kind of put all my research on hold because that is a lot of work. You know what I mean? And so. So what does that mean, right? Like for the. For the me, I'm listening. Like, for Uh the listener like me, like, what does um, you want to do research in the sex industry exactly mean? Because in my mind, I I picture you, like, being out late at night on a stroll with hookers, trying to see what they be doing with the Johns and shit. Like, (laughs) See, that's what most people think. But but that was what I wanted to really combat in my research Mm. and and my agenda because I'm going to tell you how I got really interested in the sex industry just as an advocate for sex workers. Um, the f- this is so funny you asked me this. This is so crazy. This just brings me back home, right? Mm-hmm. So years ago, when I came home to visit my grandparents in Detroit, I was living in New York. This mm-hmm. was like maybe 2002, 2003. Um, I don't know how I found this DVD, mm-hmm. but it was a DVD. A guy from Detroit made it, and it was called Gangstresses. And so it was about women who basically live life on the street like women hustlers drug dealers you know um prostitutes mm-hmm. robbers whatever and so a uh, old luke dancer was on there champagne and when i saw how her day-to-day life went and how she recorded porn and how she was a luke dancer and then how she went and picked her little girl up after work that made me realize they human beings they people you know what wow. i'm saying and i was just like wow You know, she making her dough, but at the end of the day, she's a mom. She's somebody's daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, she live a regular life. You know what I mean? No, but her job is just sex. Like, I just do porn. Like, I record porn. I make dance and look video. But my daughter got out of school at 3. I got to be there. And that's when I started looking at sex work as as work. And uh, around that time, it was also, like, for me, when all the video girls were starting to get popular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everybody was, like, video hoes. And I'm just like, but it's also the same... People who want to get a big ass, a fake one like the video, video girls. But that's judging them. And also them. who want to get their vajayjay shaved like the porn stars. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what? You know, especially as black women, our sexuality is so tabooed and objectified. You know so that's a whole, mm, yes. And so I was just like, you know, the, the black women in sex work, I, I was seeing black women in sex work. So that was why I was concerned. It was just like... Okay, we we can't be all proud of our bodies and want to get this and that and then hate on the chicks that's doing this for work because they mm-hmm. still our sisters too. That's the way I looked at yes. it. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so um, 
I don't know, when I got into my graduate program, I was just like, why are they not talking about sex work? Yeah. Why why are we not talking about that population? And and it surprised me for a sexology program. And I was just like, I thought I would be taking a course on it. And so it made me more and more interested in just kind of researching and advocating for sex workers. So, okay, when you say, okay, I got two points that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, right? So the first one is when you say like, um, women will like, um, you know, judge the girl with mm-hmm. the big ass, with the video vixen, but you mm-hmm. go get yours done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. judge the girl for doing porn, but you go get your vagina shaved. Yeah. Look like the girl in porn. Exactly. So like the four agreements. Have you ever read that book? No, I haven't. It is like a really short read, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, oh, it's really good. And it's, and it basically says like what we think of others is just of us. Like it's just it's projecting. It's projecting. Yeah. So it's like, I'm judging you because I really see myself in something. That's the reason why I go get right. my ass done so I can look like you, but I'm gonna judge you for it. You right. I'm just not going to do it on TV. I'm just not going to do it on TV. You do it in the mirror and you feel good. Yes. Don't hate on a chick that do it Don't. and get paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Every, and you know, that's the funny thing. I remember one of my friends interviewed me for her show years ago when I started doing the research. And she was like, why do people do sex work? I was like, why people work at Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's the right. money. People need money. So th- people need money. And OK, so I have a I work. Everybody know that I work in a plant. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. This was years ago. Maybe like seven, eight years ago, we were having a conversation in my kitchen and I was judging, right? Just me being transparent. I'm judging like whatever, like this one back page was popping. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, these girls on back page, like they selling themselves for a little bit of money. So he brings up back page and he let me see the girls that were on there. Right. And these mm-hmm. were like really nice looking girls mm-hmm. I, in my mind. Because, of course, I'm judging. I never even have been on there. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I see the girls, I'm like, wait a minute. Like these look like regular girls. Like these girls are attractive. And he go, yeah, like these are regular girls. He said, you judge them for doing sex work but like you go down to your job and you make this amount of money a day right, right. well old girl that made triple that in a few hours both of y'all just got a job for real and i'm like you know so i just yeah. choose not to make my money so sucking dick right we'll just say that right mm-hmm, I, that's mm-hmm. just how i choose not to make my money but after having that conversation with him it did humanize the sex worker right. like that's her job but you know what Sometimes wives say sucking dick is work. So, you know so, what I and mean? That's what, so that was my when, next when point. When is sex work? Yes. And for who? And for who? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is the wife getting paid for it? Probably not, but she getting some benefits out of it. You know what I'm saying? Which people so, say, you always paying for pussy. You know, you, <laughs> you always are. paying. You are. So, you, you are. can't really judge the girl to say, hey, this is my job. I just, hey, I know for a fact if I, you know, do this many sex acts tonight, I'm going to meet my quota to, you know. Right, right. Well, that's like me going down to my job that I go to. And work my hours and do my overtime and calculate my time. Everybody's going crazy over P Valley. Sex work is not just selling, you know, your body no, and, and having intercourse. Yes, it's it's selling your sexuality, your sensuality, your you know. Look, people trick off money on a lot of things. Yes, you know what they I'm do. saying. Yeah, and so it's a form of entertainment. And a lot more people do it than folks would recognize. Even people who you think. Would never do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, God. So, now, would you say that you were a really um, open sexual person before you started doing your research? Um, or are you open sexually now? Let me just say this. I'm a sex nerd. And, and my friends always laugh because now they understand what Ooh, I'm I mean. Sorry. <laughs> um, as I'm older, I always say sometimes fantasy is better than reality because mm-hmm. I can control my fantasy. Mm. So, I'm a lot more open in my head. But... 
in reality with the right person i think anybody can be open you do you have I'm a saying? different level of, do men have a different level of expectation from you because of your job sexually girl i want to go there <laughs> I don't know if they have a different expectation of me sexually, but I'm going to tell you, when my friends, um, when I was in graduate school, mm -hmm. it, it got to a point where I started telling my friends, stop telling people I'm a sexologist. I'm getting my Ph.D. in human sexuality because I can almost see people's reaction change on their face. It's really? almost like... Ooh, so let me ask you this. Yeah. Or, ooh, ooh. Are, in you, are you into that? Or yeah. what are you about? Like... You can see in just people's face that they start making these assumptions or they kind of start wondering yes. about me. And it's just like my presentation, I, I present as very relaxed, chill, very reserved. You know what I mean? Your energy is so <laughs> relaxed and so chill. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you um, sage yourself every, before you go everywhere. <laughs> like your energy is so, so I don't see why. People will have that reaction until they know. Like, right. so it's like, no, you chill. And then, you, like you said, it's like, ooh, well, right. what's up? Yeah. Like, ain't nothing up. Like, uh-uh. This right. ain't that. Right. You know, I got a mouthpiece when I want to. I flirt. I say things. I do things. I'm open with, you know, who I'm comfortable being open mm -hmm. with. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, yeah, I don't wear my sexuality on my sleeve. I'm not one of those people. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. some people wear it on their sleeves. Some people want to be that sexy vixen. I'm just a sex nerd and I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So I am not a sexy vixen, but I do love the topic of sex and I like talking about sex. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I, that's why I wish Leisha would have been here because she probably would have been like, hey, I know, you, are, I you my, love sex. I like, right. My cousin like, was going to be here. That would have been perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Um, So I, <laughs> this is one of my crazy theories, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to hang with girls that have a reputation of having like bad pussy. Mm. Like if your pussy is whack, like if like, like if your pussy is like super whack, I don't want to be your friend. Well, how would you know? But what's the, what's the word on the street? What is the word on the street? <laughs> if, if your pussy didn't get that bad to where like like nah, like your name kind of mud out here in those streets, like having we, so then how do you define what's bad? What the guys are saying? What okay. are the boys saying? If the boys are saying it's bad, or like. I stopped being a girlfriend because she ain't suck dick. Because okay. I was just like, girl, I don't have time for this. People like, don't do that. Right. So I, I still love her, like, but I stopped <laughs> hanging with her. Like I have I have some type of reserve mm -hmm. with her. Like I'm always um I'm always like in my friend's business, probably like, mm -hmm. like a little bit too much. But mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. what are you doing for your husband? Like, are you making sure you're you're satisfying him on all right, levels? Right. Like, I need for your sex life to be popping. Like, I don't want to associate myself with bitches with bad sex lives. Like, <laughs> what? You know, it, it's funny because um, I did an event um, at the end of September. It was called Bloom Into Your Womb. And um, uh my girlfriend, Ashe Namaste, she hosted the event. She asked me to be one of the speakers. And we were just kind of talking about self-awareness and being comfortable where you at on your sexual journey. Mm -hmm. And I say that because this year you might have bad pussy or sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then next year you be off the chain because you don't know how life events, how you feel, hormones changing, uh, you know, your job changing. You ain't got no money right now. How those things might play on your sex life. You might not feel like doing nothing. You oh, so saying? wait, so you're saying that you can have maybe like a bad year and then the next year your coochie can get better? Look, 
some people even have whole moments in their years where they, you know, have a little fun one year and then, you know, they be off and married and doing their thing, well, no, and, okay. you know. So I'm just saying. No, that I did people, a whole episode. On, I got a whole whole face episode because I think uh, the whole face okay. is very, very necessary in women's life. And it's like, very real. Yes, very, very real. real. Well, the whole face is so real to where I actually got into a huge debate with a girl in the salon because she was married mm-hmm. and she was telling me how married women have a whole face during their marriage. Okay. And I actually was an advocate for the husband. I'm like, that's not fair like Mm -hmm. you said and she was like look stop Mm -hmm. I've been with him he did everything he wanted to do in life he's on a decline my sex sex drive is on an uprise Mm. he want to stay at home and don't do nothing because he did everything when I was home raising these kids Mm. so now that he want to stay home I want to be gone she said he knows the same way I knew when he was out doing what he was doing right now see that's funny because (laughs) that's deep I had that discussion and it's a hard discussion to have so like I, I did an episode one time where we talking about we, we talked about happily married after or is it? Mm-hmm. Because at the time they were talking about B. Smith's husband being out with his girlfriend and in the face and they was just like, oh, my God, it's so disrespectful. But you don't know what their agreement is. You know, you don't know how many people might have arrangements mm-hmm. or openness as long as you don't bring that drama back yeah. to the house. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, and, and and I don't know, maybe I could be a guest on your show. You talk about being <laughs> honest about your stuff. Because, you know, to be honest, when I was young, thinking about marriage and thoughts of marriage, my biggest thought was like, wow, you got to have sex with one person for like 60 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like. What if that person, like you're talking about bad pussy, what if that person has, you know, bad sex? You know what I'm saying? You mm. don't want to get yourself into a situation where you stuck with something bad for 60 years. You definitely going to go creep out and pay a sex worker maybe. Yeah. So, you're um, definitely going to go. So, <laughs> oh, God, that is, that's crazy when you say, like, um, I never thought about, like, being married and having to have sex with the same person, right, for a long time. Then I was, like, 20. Five, I was working across from this lady. Mm-hmm. I still work with her to this day, too. Mm-hmm. She actually works on a different shift. She's older. At the time, she had been married for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she goes, um, oh, I see you date that guy. She's foreign lady, right? You date that guy, and um, you're going to marry him. And at the time, I thought I was. And I was like, yeah. She goes, make sure it's, so, make sure it's the right decision. I go, why? She goes, because every day, same channel. Doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So I'm working and maybe like an hour later, I said, wait a minute. I said, you said what? She goes, ha, I just clicked in. Same day. Same cha- Every day, same channel. It doesn't change. Meaning you have to have that same dick every day for the rest of your life. Absolutely. So make sure that's the one you want because when you pick it. So since then, <laughs> this is all sick, crazy, my fucking mind is. Since then... <laughs> like when I meet a guy I like, I'm always like, okay, guy, like this, this is a good one. Like I, I'll be okay with this one. <laughs> no, this one, I'm okay with this one right here. So, okay, let's work on everything else. Cause I'm, I'm okay with this. One. No, I totally understand because you know, it, God bless my grandma's soul. She passed this summer, but I'm going to tell you what that woman taught me very young. And it's so crazy. I just, she probably the real reason I became a sexologist. But anyway, she's, I just grew up knowing that she asked my parents, like, you know, when you mm-hmm. get permission from the parents to get married, my mom and dad went out to dinner with my grandparents mm-hmm. and my grandma said, are y'all sexually compatible? Cause you know, no. you gotta be sexually compatible. If you're going to your grandmother asked your parents that when your father my, asked for your mother's hand in marriage. And we had these conversations 
when I was in graduate school. I wish I was recording them then because I was like, wow, I didn't know you was dropping these jewels like that, right. Granny. You know what that I is, mean? That is so important. It is. And and people don't want to talk mom about it. Yes. To, to say that, to say, Seriously. hey, like this is a serious Oh, could you, you imagine how many more happier marriages there would be if people were having those type of conversations before marriage? Serious. I know he can provide. I know he's a good father. You know what I'm saying? I know he got all these, but are y'all sexually compatible? Correct. Because if y'all are not, this may not work. I mean, it may work, but you might have to have some help. You might have to have some assistance oh. to, to meet certain needs. Oh, you so, know what I'm saying? Because the other mm. thing is, you can be married and sexually compatible, but something happens down the line and you're not no more. Like the B. Smith situation. So what, is he supposed to not have a sex life forever because his wife is disabled or she can't participate? You know, like, Ooh. when does your sex life cut off because your partner's cut off because of something? Ooh. Like, it gets real. And v, people that don't is, have them kind of conversations. That's, that is, oh, ooh. So, Oh, that's this conversation is taking another turn because I'm thinking for, when you're saying it in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you sound so mean. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm sick. I'm dying. I can't have sex with you. And like, no, I don't want you to go have sex with somebody else. But realistically, like. But that might not be what she said. She might say, I don't want you to suffer because I'm going through. something. Yeah, I want you to live your life. If you love somebody, you don't want them to suffer. You know what I'm saying? So my condition is not your condition, but if you still supporting me, then I have to support some of the things that you need also. And if sex is one of them and I can't give it to you, like I'm in my 40s, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? God forbid you and your 40s and your partner, something happened and they can't have sex for life, what you going to do? Stop having sex for the rest of your life and you 40? That's a what, real conversation so, and a real issue for some people. So I think that more women would be willing to give their husband that go ahead than men would be to give the woman. I agree with you. I agree. I mean, because society is really, even though women are more open with their sexuality, there's still a certain expectation of women's sexuality versus men. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, we out there now, but we still don't. <laughs> Or this could go back to the point that the um, married lady that I had the conversation with about w married women having a whole face. That could mm -hmm. go back to that point. We may not know how men really feel about that because men don't talk about it. Like she said, mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. knows. He knows when I get dressed up on Friday night and say, hey, I'm going out to the bar with my homegirls and I'm probably going to hang out with the young guy that I work with. He mm -hmm. doesn't just like whatever. Just come back safe. Right. right. They just don't talk about it. Right. Right, because they know they're not going nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> so why day. even deal with this? Right, if, if you're not bringing no drama home, if you're doing your thing or whatever, whatever. And then, to be honest, some guys may be like, she owe me one. I can't even front. I can't even front. So that, <laughs> so then that could make the point of, like, so, <laughs> ladies, me let him cheat in peace now, and then you cheat in peace later. Hey, look. Like, <laughs> Look, it's a lot of young guys out here that like these cougars. You know what I'm saying? It's not just guys out here dating younger women when they get older. No. You are as young as you feel yes. and express. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sexuality and, and being able to have a uh, sex and healthy sex is about being a healthy person. You know what I'm saying? Okay. As long as you are healthy enough to have sex, you probably going to have it. Okay, so getting back to the point we were making before. So um, it's this guy on Instagram. His name is Deval, and he's on the show Sisters. That's, yes, 
That's did you, I heard did you that. see that clip? I, I'm glad you brought clip. that up. Yes. Oh yes. God. Oh, so first of all, I want to say I was so surprised and I was very impressed because they typically try to hide have a like um perfect kind of and I love their mm-hmm. I love to watch them on Instagram. I love mm-hmm. it, like not judging, but it kind of seems like kind of perfect. Like for Instagram or for TV but this podcast episode it seemed like they were being very transparent and very mm-hmm. real so when he goes like is it um, I think he posed the question why do women want um, for a man to be in a monogamous rela- relationship with them if sex is a labor for you so if sex is labor for you if sex is a job for you meaning you cannot even keep up with me sexually why do you want me to be monogamous to you when you can't I can't you can't even fulfill all my sex needs I may need two or three people. So I gave up my two or three people saying, hey, I'll give those up for you because this is what you want from me. But then you can't do your end of the job. I asked the same question when I heard him ask that question. I was like, good question. I'm glad it's out there in the universe because it's I won't even say it's just an expectation for women. It's certainly the expectation for men. They definitely expect you to be monogamous. Yes. But yes, women no, do I think have men, that. No, and I think women, um, at least, okay, oh God. So I think women, we at least want to say that. Like you're going to you wanna verbally commit to me to be a monogamous. Even if in our heart we don't believe that, right. we definitely want you to verbally commit to be a monogamous to us. So when she said that, well, he brought up the point that even before marriage, yeah. it's still the expectation. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to drop you another Helen Guyton jewel. That's my grandma. <laughs> she always told me a man is single until he get married. Okay. And what that meant to me was if he out here doing what he do, then that's the time to do it. Yeah. Not when we get married. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think for me, it kind of affected my perception of some things, I'm sure. <laughs> because I probably was a little too open and accepting of knowing that monogamy, as much as people want to believe it's natural, it's not natural. Monogamy is not a natural thing. You know what I'm saying? Do you, you think it's a natural thing for some people? Um, I think human beings have a natural inclination to be comfortable when they find contentment. Mm-hmm. And you can be content where you are and be satisfied and not need anything else. Okay. And that's why you... So I saw an old episode of Oprah way back, you know, a while ago. It was from a while ago, but I saw it some months ago. And it had a bunch of men talking about why they cheat. Mm -hmm. Some of them didn't have no reason at all. They were happily married. And it just so happened they met somebody. And they was a nice person and it kicked off. It was a convenient, it, yeah. It, 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 it wasn't even convenient. It's just something that they didn't plan and something that just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like, we're not programmed to... What about... A baby ain't programmed to do nothing but learn and soak in yeah. and understand mm-hmm. what his family, mm-hmm. society, and his environment teaches him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Much of the stuff we do is learned except eat, sleep, excrete, and bleed red blood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> I like so that. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think the expectation of monogamy probably came about with religion and a lot of yeah. other cultural yeah. rules and mm-hmm. norms and things like that. And that's been the standard and status quo because of that. You know, if you look at some other religions, they're like, no, as long as you can afford to have concubines and wives, many you have as you many want. as you can. Mm-hmm. You just got to be able to afford them because they know that one woman might not be able to satisfy a man. Like, it, I don't know if you watched The Shy, but this summer it was one episode where... The guy oh, I, did, I watched it. Mm-hmm. That when they wanted to get married, and he saw the marriage yeah. counselor. Yeah. The counselor looked at her and straight up told her, "Yeah, you can't handle. 
He yeah. You can't handle all the sex that boy wants. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And so sex, I say, is like an appetite. You know what I mean? When you get in with somebody, y'all got to understand if y'all have the same type of appetite. And that means, do you like the same thing? Do you like the same frequency? How mm-hmm. you like it? How you know often you want to eat? How often you want to eat? eat off this plate? What kinds of stuff you want to eat? How you want to season your stuff <laughs> How you in want the this bedroom? plate to be presented? Okay? So, exactly. So I think, um, going back to the um, Kadeen and her DeVal, mm-hmm. um, I loved her response because I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting her response because it was real. And yeah. she says, you know, at 26, I had a different perception of what my life would be right. had I known at 26 that my marriage and my life would go through all of these things that would affect my sex life maybe I wouldn't have wanted this right maybe I would have looked at marriage a bit different and it made me think about how society put all of these rules and timelines mm-hmm. on our lives because she said she goes well we know now that we shouldn't have been in a rush we know better now, right. right? But at 26, I didn't know that. I knew that I wanted to have a family, a husband, kids, and you were, and it was like either you on the train or you're not, because right. this train is going. Right. And you chose to get on, knowing my expectations, right? Right. right. So you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I'm like, that was. I thought that was a very real response of hers, because it's like, well, the younger, so we start to see younger women seeming more freer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like Cardi B, you know, oh, like yeah. you can be just you could do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm sure that just to just for uh, analogy purposes, right? Like that Beyonce is looking at Cardi like, well, damn, had I known that I could not put off having a baby and I could have my baby and have my baby on my hip with me and still do all of this type of music and be a mom, I probably would have not waited as long to have a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like. It's like, like she said, had I known what I know now at 26, maybe marriage wouldn't have been my end goal or maybe it wouldn't have been my goal for right then. And see, see when when people bring up Cardi B, I always admire her because mm. she is I a I love young her. Lady. Let's ring the bell for Cardi. Yes. I fucking love she Cardi. She is a young lady that is true to herself no matter what, you know? And that's what I mean about the sex worker. She was one of those people that was like, yeah, I shook my ass and I saved $20,000 to pay for my own studio time. Yeah. You know what I mean? People think women out here just tricking just to be tricking, but they tricking for a purpose. They trying to buy a house. They trying to pay tuition. They trying to pay bills. They trying to send their kids to private school just like a lot of other people. But guess what? Yeah. It's money that comes quick and they can set their own hours. And they can set their own price, apparently, because I'm telling you, when me and that boy broke down the, what the sex worker was making on Backpage, I was like, you know what? <laughs> she might be a little bit smarter, a whole lot smarter than me. I just, again, I just choose not to make my money right. being a sex worker. And Absolutely. it's so crazy because the guy um, who does my eyebrows and stuff, I love him so much. Like, he's a good... Your he's been eyebrows doing, are beautiful. Thank you. He's been doing it for like 20 years. And I always, I randomly say to him, go, he, I'm like, aren't you so glad you don't have to be a sex worker Cause you're like that's so popular. Like and I'm like, I'm just so happy that God blessed you. But he be like, bitch, ain't you happy? You ain't got to be a sex worker. I'm like, I'm just saying though. Like you should be happy that you're not a sex worker. <laughs> so okay, so um, we I wanted to get into like the Q and A portion okay. because I put on Facebook that I was going to be interviewing okay. Dr. V, the sex doctor, and I'm like, okay, so what y'all want me to ask her? Okay. So this question, I actually wrote this question down, and then someone um wrote it on my wall to come up um. The male G spot. Is mm. it real? How many um how many um G spots do they have? Okay, I don't know how many G spots they have, but the prostate would probably be akin to what their G spot is. But most men are not gonna be comfortable to get that prostate massage because I mean I'm not a man. 
Mm-hmm. But from mine out here, it can definitely give off a great orgasm. So the male G spot is real. That area is real, but it's located around a prostate area. So you would have to get through it. Because I have heard people just like kind of like matter of factly almost like, oh, it's so easy. Like if you want to make a guy come really fast, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess play with his shaft. I mean, play with the head of his dick and then hit the button and he'll come. I have never done that. And I think that I'm like pretty good out here in these streets. Trust me, I understand the game because I feel like I don't have to hit the button either. But you I've know, never there's done other it. buttons you can hit for pleasure. I mean, you know. There's a lot of Do you on the oh, so let body. me ask you this question. Do you think that and this I'm y'all know me. If y'all listen to the podcast, y'all know I'm kind of going mm-hmm. on. Um, <laughs> do you think that the uh, a man won his prostate, I mean not his prostate, his G-spot simulated is the gateway for him to have gay sex? You know, why do people say that? It's, I know it's, better. It's amazing. It's amazing how people you know, that's what keeps men from going to the doctor when they need to get a health check. And that is what ideas. keeps, yes, from you know that idea. Saying? And that's what keeps me. I was just having a conversation with someone last night. That's what keeps men from really ex- um, experiencing the fullness of sex because right. we don't never make them feel comfortable enough in the bedroom. Right. Yes. To, 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 to release. And so, you know, I don't think that. I don't think it's a gateway. I think exploring your entire body with your partner is great if you feel comfortable doing that. That's what I mean by being open. If you are totally comfortable with your partner, then those things might not make a difference. It's between y'all, who cares? You know I what agree. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? It's like it's not like a neighbor looking at him like, oh, he just yeah. Put, no, you know. this is so just only it, with us. It is between you and and your lover or partner. So no, it's not a gateway. But I hear that all the time. Okay, um, somebody asks. Um, what are natural ways to boost your libido after a hysterectomy? Ooh, now that's probably a question for a gynecologist. Um, wow. I honestly can't answer that question. I do know that obviously a hysterectomy changes your hormonal balance and mm. how, you know, your hormones operate in your body. So, um, what was the question again? How do you? How do you? What are natural libido, ways to boost your libido after a hysterectomy? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, I look would, at her, Doctor V's one going to do research. I know you. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, you got me feeling like she's gonna be coming be back ready like, for that answer next time. You know what she I gonna mean? She's gonna be coming back like. Cause cause let see, me tell you why. Because I've done some research. Okay. <laughs> right. I don't usually get the medical questions. So people are like, oh, you're a sex doctor. I, right. I don't. I don't study so do you know any okay right so not the biology part okay so what about this one it says men are typically labeled as seeing things physically Mm -hmm. but i have learned that sex is very mental for men and not physical so much Mm -hmm. what are some ways to ease those anxieties before sex why is it so mental she said, I had a customer at my job getting ED drugs, and this was their most most of their stories. I've asked men, and I know they all agree that it's very mental for them. It is. Um, it's so, so it's more mental than we think. You know, it's funny because um, I realize that young guys, when they can't perform, you know, young guys in their 20s and mm-hmm. things like that, they might fear that they're going through some type of erectile dysfunction, but it usually is mental. It might be a girl you never thought you was going to get some from, and mm-hmm. you at that point, and you like, 
homeboy, wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just won't wake up because of the anxiety, the anticipation. It's like a whole lot. Um, you know, I like in my class, I tell people you can get a hard on from being like, yay, jumping up in the stands in your favorite team one. So it's funny how the male body operates mm. because the hard on is basically the blood rushing to that area from. The excitement phase, whatever that excitement phase is for you. So sometimes, you know, a guy might be bombarded with thoughts like, if you banging and you look like the type of girl that got that good pee, then am I going to satisfy her? What's she going to think of me? You know, guys think about size way more than we do. You know what I'm saying? So it could be a lot more on their minds, you know, prior to than we realize. And also because... We grow up thinking that guys don't have feelings and thoughts about certain things. Mm-hmm. So when we, we do. become adults yes, we and we realize that they do, we're shocked. But mm-hmm. they're human beings just like us. We just find out that we're more alike than different, but we definitely have our differences. So um, to answer that question, um, you know, I don't know. That's Like what can ease the anxieties like what for can men? Ease the anxi- oh, right. What can ease the anxiety for men? Right. That was the question. So... I guess it depends on a man. You know what I mean? You can get Maybe rubbing some, one out? Well, not even rubbing one out. Just rubbing on his head first. Just making him comfortable and relaxed. Rub the back of his head. Rub his leg. Like, you know, sometimes people need to be warmed up to be in a particular mood. Do you need to do like... Well, maybe I was thinking more so like what could he do? Because if I don't know that you need all of this type of stuff, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on in your head. Like, I don't know why you are over right. here all excited. Like, I kind of... You know what I'm saying? Like, I was right. thinking you didn't want to talk to me. Like, you thinking I'm too much for you. I'm thinking you too much for me. So, what could men do to kind of like that's why I said maybe like maybe he can rub one out before he get there he can be real relaxed well (laughs) but he might not want to you know bust one before he yeah he might not want to waste that one it's all way well Uh, the so, second one, oh, be careful. No, it's empty. Okay. Um, I thought but, the second one was always, I don't know, maybe no. Well, I think, so this part I do know. You know, you have techniques called like sensate focus where you do a lot of touching and, you know, trying to get the person aroused and things like that. And then for people who come too quick, you have the stop start technique where, you know, you kind of rub them off and then you stop. When you when he feels like he's about to come and then, you know, you start doing other things. Yeah. So that, you know, you edge up to it, but you stop right before he comes. So he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I think the the flip side is like I just picture somebody edging somebody and slapping the shit out of them like you better not come. (laughs) Wham. Like. That might make him bust a volcano. <laughs> he might be had a shock in his life, like, oh shit. Okay. So, you know, but um, but yeah, so you know, I, I think just easing into it, just mm-hmm. taking your time. Sometimes, you know, Getting out your guys own head, don't know basically. what your expectations are. You know, he big. might be overwhelmed with Men. what you thinking. Yes. You know Every expectation, if you think they're really big, think bigger. Right. Those, I'm exactly. Joking. I'm or talk joking. talk some shit. Flirt. You know, kinda, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, sex always starts in the head. It starts in the brain. You know what I mean? When mm-hmm. you see that person that you're attracted to, it sends a signal like, oh, I need to speak to him or her. Or I want to get to know that person. What's their name? They look good oh they smell good that's the smell is going to your brain it always starts in the brain so because and i'm so happy that you said that dr v because because we know that sex all starts in the brain this is the reason why i said cheating starts way before the actual act of sex 
ex. Mm. It's the bad decision that you had when you kept talking to that girl that you knew mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you was attracted to her. You knew that she, her smile, her eyes, you knew you were attracted to all of that. So you should have fleed. Like, you, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a different direction. Right. The minute you started engaging, bad decision. Red mm-hmm. flag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But so, somebody like to keep them things in the pocket, you know? And they think <sighs> they're being safe, but everybody had one of those little keychains break mm-hmm. just in case, you know? Yes. So somebody asks, um, and I'm sure you get this all the time, especially 2020, is squirting pee, and if it is, why it does? Why don't it itch? He's why, a fool. Why did I think that was going to come up? I of just course, because everybody want to squirt now. That, everybody want to squirt. Yeah. Just remember. Was squirting out like in the 70s? I mean, squirting has been out as long as human bodies have been out, but the porn stars has made it like oh, made a it big visual. deal. You know what I mean? They've made it visual. And just keep in mind that they are actors and actresses. However, um, squirting is very real. It comes from the skein's gland. So it's just a, 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 a clear fluid, and it is not pee. So, Could you yeah. say that one more time and <laughs> let these people know that this lady has a whole said, degree. She has a whole PhD. She a real <laughs> ass doctor out here in these streets. And you said, what now, Dr. V? I said, so so <laughs> the, the, the fluid from squirting comes from the skein's gland in women. So it is a, a, a very real thing. Um, and it is not urine. So, no, it, it, your girl is not peeing on you. And, you know, it's interesting because I think, like, Sometimes when women say, I never squirted or I can't squirt, you know, you got to be comfortable with that kind of response from your body because it's going to feel like pee. So if you feeling that urge to pee and you're like, oh, my God, I got to pee, you might be preventing yourself from having that little gush gush. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, just go with the flow. It, it It's part of sex. So if it happens, oops, let's keep it going, baby. What do you say to women who um have never had orgasm? I know women like this. I have, like, because I'm always, like, women, like, again, getting back to my point from before, like, me and my homegirls, I'm, like, all up in their business. Like, so what up? You know, yeah. it's a lot of, I know a few girls, like, they don't have no type of orgasms. Like, what do you say to women like that? So this goes back into what I was saying earlier, being comfortable where you are in your sexuality because the body has responses that we don't control. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if you think you don't have an orgasm, maybe it's that you're not paying attention to certain responses in your body. You know what I mean? Because the body reacts regardless. So you might not feel the little flutters in your cervix or your uterus and all that kinds of stuff when it is actually happening. You know, some people might think, oh, an orgasm is supposed to be my whole body shaking and my feet shaking. Orgasms come differently. You might have a hard one. You might have a different one. I know for a fact that most women talk about the differences in orgasm when they masturbate versus having sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, the orgasm normally doesn't come from penetration for most women you know it, are you serious it comes from clitoral stimulation so even if you are having sexual intercourse you might be getting that clit stimulated at the same time especially if you're on top or maybe if it's from the back you know what i mean but um some i'm not saying that no women can come from that oh, but I, know, I'm just saying I know most that women because don't but um, um you know the clitoris <laughs> has the most nerve endings in in, in a woman's body mm-hmm. and so that's why the clitoral orgasm is more likely to happen. So, uh, like I said, getting back to being comfortable with your body, you got to pay attention to what your body is saying to you because I I just know 
when I was young in my twenties, yeah. I didn't realize that was an orgasm. I was just like, oh, yeah. it's good sex. And I was just like, oh shit. That, yeah. That was an orgasm. Yeah. That's crazy. And then as I got older and knew my body more, yeah. I started paying attention to the levels and the, yeah. the, the, the then intensity it got a, yeah. of the orgasm. It got a little way it's more like, complicated. Yeah. Yo, you gotta know your know thyself to be true. So to know thyself. So if you're <laughs> if you oh God, if you having problems having like orgasm, like I don't know. Try to focus on yourself. Maybe do some yoga or something. I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, it's a deeper conversation than that. Okay. You know what I'm so saying? So we're going to start right there. People, know thyself. Yeah, we're going to just go with yeah. that. So, okay. <laughs> now, I, I have a theory. And I don't even know if I want to bring this theory up because you might debunk my theory. And I've been going so strong and hard with this theory, right? Okay. I believe that men, the size of a man's dick is come from his daddy. I think it's genetics. I, I think that there may definitely be some truth to that. I think if your daddy had a big dick, then you have a big dick. Or your granddaddy on your mama's side. Oh! You know what I'm saying? So, wait! Genes <laughs> are real. So, because I know the balding gene in men comes from the mom. Mm -hmm. Right? So, if the mom doesn't have a balding gene, then your son will be good. It mm -hmm. doesn't come from your father. Mm -hmm. So, you trying to say if, her, if your mama daddy had a big dick, you... And, and your daddy had a small dick, you might be able to still have a big dick? I mean, genetics can skip generations. You know what I'm saying? But for the dick size? On the mama side? It's just like, and, and this is not equivalent, but I'll just try to make a comparison, a genetic comparison. So women start their menstrual cycles more than likely around the same time that the women and their families did. Yeah, and so they it, stop around the same time. Right. True. So, like, so you know what I'm saying? I'm you saying have to ask your mama. Talk to your mother way. about, like, yo, that's the reason why if your mother has cancer, like some type of cervical, mm -hmm. you have to get tested because you probably will too, right. right? So I'm thinking if you're well-endowed, more than likely you come from a family of well-endowed So this goes to my people. next point, right? Mm -hmm. My next theory. So if the male, because I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that if the guy, he gets his dick ass from his father, do that mean that girls get good coochie from their mama? Okay, good coochie is what you make it. I'm sorry. Dick size, you can't control. You born with that. Well, because dick size could be bad too. So I don't want to make dick size don't mean big. I mean, like just because it's big doesn't mean equal good. So that's right. a very good point. Right. That's, right. yes. So that you know makes very saying? good sense. But the difference with, you know coochie or vagina or vulva or JJ, whatever people want to call it is that you know okay it it is the same also however we get wet you know it can change after birth um oh my you know God. what i'm saying Somebody we go told through me different that. we go through different phases you know what i mean you can tighten up your muscle you know i mean it, there's different things. how can you tighten up your muscle oh well with the kegel exercises mm -hmm. um with yoni steaming you know, different things that women could. I saw a YouTube video. I, I, I think it might be fake. It was on Instagram. This chick straight like picked up a five pound weight nope. with her coochie lips. Nope. And I, I just. No. No, I was no, thrown no. Off. I was just like, wow. So you. No. Who would want to do that? I don't know. But my point is good. Good vagina. Is what I you do believe it. the good vagina is subjective <laughs> to yeah. the person that's experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I've had guys say that some um, they don't like real tight coochie. But these guys have really big dicks. So they like, nah, because I don't really feel like fighting with you. You know what I'm saying? Like a really mm -hmm. tight pussy don't mm -hmm. really do nothing for me because like it's too much work, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I don't know. But I do believe that it is like a census of like a coochie because it's bad coochie. Like it's some girls out there that got bad coochie. Like Dr. V, you being like very nice and <laughs> I politically am, correct. I am because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. You know what I'm some saying? Some people's feelings need to be hurt a little bit because <laughs> like maybe your grandma had bad coochie. Oh, that would be like the worst thing ever. Like could you imagine if your grandma gave you bad pussy? Like girl, why would you do that to me? Well, like, why? I hope it's not well endowed because when we look at, I mean. What? What? Maybe super dry, or maybe your grandma left you like a bad coochie smell. Like, but see, that can be controlled. That's why I said coochie is what you make it. So, like, if it or has maybe a it's bad guys smell, that's into bad coochie smell, so they think it's fire. Well, why is it smelling? You know what I'm saying? We ain't even is worried it, about that. But it's, you gotta be worried about that. You that should goes back be. to your health. Yeah, you, know what you I'm should saying? be. You should be. Women go to the doctor way more than men. We are socialized into going to get our coochie checked once a year right you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so even when we're young we're socialized to take care of it because yes, we have periods yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? so it's such a big so, thing the smell might happen naturally before or after a cycle you know what i mean yeah or you know bacteria vaginosis is real when girls Very get real. older and in their 20s it's something that happens to their body and a lot of girls are like what the f is well that? a lot of young girls you know don't I'm like to wash up like well, they that don't part two they don't you know what i mean but it sweats down there you gotta take care of your girlfriend she's been do. with you for life so she's gonna be you with know, you for life she's gonna be with you that's for your life. best asset come on now. that's your girl that's your real girlfriend that's your first girlfriend yes. that's what i say yeah and so it's like you know the smells can be controlled unless you got an issue and then you need to go see the doctor so let me just say this um another one of my theories uh, i have a lot <laughs> um i don't judge girls off um stinking cat I just feel as though you could have a bad day. You could yeah. have had a bad period. You mm-hmm. could have a bad yeast infection. There are so many. There's mm-hmm. a list of things that could be going on with you. I'm not going to judge you on that. Right. I'm definitely judging women that have stinky feet. <laughs> Take your shoes off and you light this room up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Something is going on. You're yeah. wearing dirty socks. You are you nasty. Like you really not. Taking showers and shit and not taking baths. Like I can't advocate for that. I seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't advocate. For okay. That. This uh, these are not her views. Like these are. All my <laughs> no, views. I'm no, I'm just no. I'm saying I can't advocate for the stinky feet. That's to me. It's like that's on another you know. level. Again, you can have a bad period, a bad use. Like it's so many things that can equal you not being right. I'm right. not gonna judge you on it. I right, promise right, you, right. I'm not. But your feet stinking. No, I get out of here dirty. And you like, know, I you got to prepare to have them little wipes or something. If Come you know on. You're wearing, not wearing socks like me. You know, I yes. air my feet out when I drive. So yes. they don't, you Hello. know, make sure they don't. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. But those were all of the questions that I had. Is it anything? So the reason why I wanted to end with the reason why I wanted to have you on, Dr. V. First mm-hmm. of all, thank you so much for coming oh, no um, and lending us your time, your expertise. Um, it's because I want other black girls and black women to see that you can actually do this. Like, I never even knew that you can go to school to be a sexologist so like could you imagine how many other younger women that may be like so interested in sex they may be sex nerds and they may be frowned upon and they may not know where their their place is in the world guess what girl you can actually go to school and be beautiful and be flying dope and live all across the world and do your thing <laughs> and, and do what you love right absolutely yeah i'm gonna tell you that that was the thing that it's a model i live by i never read the book but my first semester in graduate school at clark my professor told me about a book that was called do what you love and the money will follow now i'm trying to get paid off this but you know i'm still gonna do it because i love it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying me with podcasting so, yes yes so do what you love and the money will follow that's what we're doing right now that's absolutely. the reason why i'm 
doing this before I start my whole day. Mm-hmm. Long a long list of things that I have to do, right? Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having JJ, me. JJ, give us something. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yes. I like to keep it gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming, Dr. B. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. All righty.